Welcome, Bird Gang. On today's show, the 53-man roster is set, for now anyway. We'll see if there are any changes, but what do you think? Any concerns with the depth at a certain position or two? There are some concerns with how players will handle the mini-buy this week. We'll get into that topic. First, though, the latest regarding Malcolm Butler. It's Cardinals Cover 2, episode 460, and it starts now. Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2 with Craig Grigalou and Mike Jarecki. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Going for Hopkins, one-handed catch and a touchdown! DeAndre Hopkins! Here's Craig Grealou and Mike Jarecki. It's amazing, MJ, and how quickly things can change in the National Football League. You never quite anticipate a curveball, but maybe at this stage during our careers here, covering the Arizona Cardinals and the NFL, that maybe we should expect something like this. And this is the fact that at the moment, Malcolm Butler is on the reserve retired list. Certainly a shocker, MJ, because our last show on Monday, this was not even news. And now all of a sudden you go 24, 48 hours later, and he is not a part of the 2021 Arizona Cardinals. The thing is, though, you know, a lot of guys, and he's, he's only played seven years, you would think, you know, based on his background and how well he played in New England and Tennessee, that he's got a lot left. And you know, guys come to camp, and if he was a 12- or 13-year vet, usually the first week of camp, and you're like, you know what, I'm not into it. Um, I don't want to let the team down. But he went through the entire training camp. And, you know, you, you, want, uh, you and I were talking earlier today, and I'm thinking, all right, when the Cardinals signed Malcolm Butler, I'm assuming they said you're going to be a starter. Now, we know competition's there because when you bring in Butler – and we thought possibly he could replace Patrick Peterson, maybe a court uh, CB1. And then, you know, we talked to Vance Joseph and the defense, the players, and it's it was really Byron Murphy is the best corner on the roster. So it's just interesting the timing of it. And if he's not, his heart's not into it, well, he would be a liability to step on the field. So, again, I'm not going to speculate. You just hope everything's well with uh what's going on with him but I, I'm just I'm surprised that he went through the entire training camp and again he's not a 12 to 30, 13 year vet we had a guy in camp before the Cardinals did Jared Valdir you know this this article came out about concussions and you know, lifetime expand and he he actually left camp for a day and then he found out how much money he'd have to give back and you know he bounced around and you know I think he played even last year and then I think in the offseason a long time ago John Carlson just retired, wasn't into it. And he made a decision in the offseason where they signed him. I think he had a two-year contract, and once he got through the offseason or some of it, he said, I'm not up for it. I really don't want to go to camp, and I don't want to let you down. So there's different circumstances. Here, it's just different when you go through the the hard part's over. Yes. They love playing on Sundays. And I was going to go back and look at some of the interviews he did, he talked about, you know, I'm a dog and I'm going to be there for it. I mean, it's just, it's interesting. You can't get into someone's head, though. He addressed the media in training camp on August 11th. He did an interview, a one-on-one interview with 12 News, and then the game on August 
20th against the Kansas City Chiefs, in which he played and played a lot. But according to head coach Cliff Kingsbury, this has all transpired over the last week. And what we know right now is that it's a personal decision. We haven't heard from Butler himself, and Kingsbury deferred to Malcolm, which I think was a smart call that you'd have to ask him what is going on. And No need to speculate. The good news here is Kingsbury did acknowledge on Wednesday that the line of communication remains open with Butler. So if there's a way for him to return, I think the Cardinals would be more than welcome to bring him back because there is a huge hole now at that cornerback position. Let's, and that's the next step in this because you have to kind of you have to move forward and you can't wait for a player. And that's what the Cardinals would be doing. The game is right around the corner, and it's against Butler's former team, Tennessee. But you can't wait. You have to, as Devon Kennard mentioned, the train has to keep moving. And they wish him well in that locker room, but hey, week one is September 12th. I don't know if I, I, I mean, again, if he's taken some days off and he, you know, maybe they gave him a deadline, I don't know if I'm interested in bringing him back. I mean, at this point in time, you know, it's a distraction. Cliff's got to answer the questions. Players in the locker room have to answer the questions. Now, if something, you know, where he's just taking some time off, personal stuff, then I'm on board with it. But the fact is that he's leaving these guys hanging. He signed a contract. You honor your contract. True. Uh, the reason that I would be more than willing to bring him back is because what you have currently on the roster, and you look at that cornerback position, it is five deep, and Bergang, there is an asterisk with that number five because Robert Alford remains on the reserve COVID-19 list. Kingsbury hopes that Alford and Justin Pugh are off that list by the end of the week, and then you wonder about their shape, you know, are they ready? Are they game ready? What were they able to do while they were away from the team? So you look at the cornerback depth, it's Byron Murphy, Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan, and Luke Barku. And you hope Alford is available week one and healthy. Then you can have a Byron Murphy and a Robert Wilson, uh, a Robert Alford and a Marco Wilson as your top three corners. That to me, MJ, is why all of a sudden that if Malcolm Butler has a change of hearts, you bring him back, and again, you're, I understand what you're saying, that you know, how do you mend those fences if there are fences to be mended in that locker room, and then where do you fall on the depth chart after being away for a week? Well, how's he going to react if he's not starting? I mean, I, I think that's part of what's going on here. I mean, again, we don't know everything that's going on. I think the organization was surprised when this was brought up. Listen, I understand it. If he just wants to take some time off, but the season's right around the corner. I mean, like, Kennard's right. The the train moves. I mean, it's not stopping. You have to go forward here, and you can't wait for him to call you where you got to start looking at some of these uh, guys that were released, and I would try to put them on the practice squad, evaluate them, and if you have to make a roster move, bring them up to the 53-man roster. But the thing is, you know, Andy Isabella missed two preseason games. I don't think he missed a beat. Now, Andy works out really hard, and it's more conditioning. Robert Alford worked out hard in the offseason. He was in great shape. I can't think he's sitting on the couch. And Justin Pugh, it's just more about the strength and getting in a football shape just because, you know, if you go on a 10, 12, 14-play drive, especially in the humidity in week one, you know, how's the body going to take? But I'm not too concerned with that. We still have some time. I just know Alford and Andy Isabella, they really worked on on their own, and they – 
Isabella didn't miss a beat. He looked like he was in great shape when he returned. Yeah, and that's the key thing is how much are these guys, when you do test positive or land on the reserve COVID-19 list as a close contact or whatever, how much are you able to do because you can't be in the facility, you can still participate via Zoom in team meetings and position meetings, but what are you allowed to do? Able, Not allowed. What are you able to do? What are your symptoms? And in Andy Isabella's case earlier on Wednesday, he said he had very minor symptoms and was able to run in a nearby park. So you were able to stay somewhat in shape. But remember, we brought up Devon Kennard last year. He thought he was in shape, but he came back and he really wasn't in football shape to jump right back into it. No, the word you use is symptoms. If they have symptoms, then it's not as easy as I'm saying. I just know how... And I put Pew in there. You know, he can still lift weights on the side, you know, whether it's his home gym. I'm sure he's not going to go anywhere. But I just know the work these guys put in, and I would think that that's part of being a pro is you got to get back in shape now. It's not going to happen overnight, but over, you know, the, if they get back and have a week of practice before they travel, I think they'll be good to go. All right, so let's look at the cornerback depth, and let's factor in Robert Alford because <laughs> we need to factor in Robert Alford. We are so close Mike Jarecki, to having Robert Alford on a football field in a regular season game wearing an Arizona Cardinals uniform. We are now in the month of September. The game is on the 12th. So, as we say, a lot can happen, a lot can change. But uh, knock on wood, we're holding on hope that this is the year for Robert Alford. All right, so you got Byron Murphy, Robert Alford, and Marco Wilson. Those are your top three cornerbacks. And then you got Tay Gowan and Luke Barku. That, to me, is not enough at least as far as looking at the season in its entirety. Now, can you get away with that for a week, two, maybe the first month of the season? Absolutely, but the concern for me is the experience, not the numbers, it's the experience in that cornerback room. When Byron Murphy, in year three, has the most experience out of any other player that has played football over the last two seasons, that to me is a concern now, maybe we'll have to wait and see what happens. We do know that the Cardinals, according to reports, were not awarded any waiver claims. They didn't lose any of those players that they released. Those players were not claimed. So perhaps we do see maybe a Jace Whitaker and others come back to the practice squad. But I do think priority number one, if I'm the general manager, we've played this game before, I have to have another cornerback, maybe two, that has a resume, some game experience that we can add, and whether they are better or not than a Marco Wilson or a Tay Gowan or a Luke Barku, I just want someone in the building that I can trust to know that if called upon, they're going to be able to be okay on the football field. Couldn't agree more. It's a great observation. Uh, you know, it would be different if we were talking about Malcolm Butler because he's got seven years' experience and he's played a ton of games and he's played in big games. Yeah. No, it's a good observation, but I, I, I still think they're going to try to bring in a veteran corner. That doesn't mean a guy's going to be 31 years old. I'm thinking between 27, you know, 25 to 29, maybe a guy's been on a few teams and maybe they're loaded at that position. So I do anticipate they will not stand pat. Um, you know, all these guys that clear waivers, they, now all of a sudden the Cardinals can try to reach out to them and bring them on the practice squad. Uh, but again, it's not ideal, and and that's why it, the timing of Malcolm Butler really threw a wrench in the suit. Kingsbury did acknowledge that, one, that they are comfortable with what they have currently at the cornerback position, and I wouldn't expect him to say anything less, although that they would definitely look 
to add because I do think you need that experience. And I shared with you this before we started this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai Proud, partner of the Arizona Cardinals. You look at the defensive snaps that the players currently on the Arizona Cardinals rosters, the cornerbacks, snap counts over the past two seasons. So the first two seasons of Byron Murphy, 1,900 defensive snaps. He was thrown into the fire and I think is better off because of what happened as a rookie. Luke Barku, 152 snaps over three, game, three games last season as a rookie with Jacksonville. Robert Alford has not played the past two seasons. Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan are rookies. To me, that is a giant red flag going into the regular season, especially if I'm projecting out September through January. I just think we got to wait until next week because, you know, the players are off for four days. We'll, we'll get into that. Um, and then they're going to have a bonus practice on Monday. So we could see some new faces on Monday. Now, now the question becomes, Craig, we know Marco Wilson can play inside and outside. We know Byron Murphy can play inside and outside. So in their base, let's say teams are going 11 personnel, who's on the outside and who's in, in the inside? Alford's going to be on the outside. Who do you think will be in the inside? I think Byron Murphy is your inside guy because of how versatile he is and how successful he's been as an inside guy. I do think specifically looking at the Titans and how they match up, especially at wide receiver, I could see where that changes. Maybe someone, I don't know if you would have someone shadowing a Julio Jones. I, I don't know about that. But I do think maybe considering down and distance where they are on the field, that would predicate whether Murphy is an outside corner on the left or the right or inside. I just think it would depend on what Vance Joseph wants to do, particular in that package. Okay, we know that Byron Murphy struggled. First of all, the Patrick Peterson six-game suspension, right? Yes. And then, excuse me, Robert Alford uh, obviously getting hurt. Quarterback's completion percentage against him, I mean, he gave up at least nine touchdowns, and he struggled. And we talked about, you know, there was a game that he had to cover Julio Jones, and that's not, you know, he may have to do it again. I'm thinking, though, if you put Marco Wilson inside, you can kind of hide him a little bit. Now, he's got the athleticism. We know when it comes to slot receivers, they're usually savvy guys. They're in and out of their breaks. He's got that. And then along those lines, when you you look at uh, – I, I prefer to have Murphy on the outside. I really do. I, I mean, I, I just think the size and the physicality, and he's their best corner. I mean, I, I'm not saying that your number one corner is a slot corner. It's normally a guy that can cover the number one wide receiver on the other side. So I'm, I'm interested to see. And let's go back to Patrick Peterson. His rookie year, fifth overall pick in the draft, played at LSU, went against all the top players, right? He played 16 games, two interceptions, about 14 passes deflected. You ready for this? 54 solo tackles. That was a career high. Two interceptions. Now, he did have four touchdowns on special teams, but it's not like Patrick Peterson had seven. Now, the next year he had seven. Yes. It's not like he – so – Let's temper the uh, expectations. He's going to struggle. Oh, there's no question about it. Yes, Marco Wilson came out of the SEC, played at Florida, went up against top wide receivers week in and week out, but there's a reason why he was a day three pick in the fourth round and wasn't a top five pick like Patrick Peterson. You cannot make that comparison or anticipate something like that happening for year one for Wilson. It did not happen for Byron Murphy in year one. I mean, again, he was I mean, he had no help, though. I mean, you lose Patrick Peterson, ideally he would have been the perfect slot receiver there. Alford on the outside, Patrick 
he and he, he grows into that position. He was thrown in, and he struggled. But look at him now. A couple of years later, he's their best corner. So it'd be interesting. And again, when I say hide someone, I'm just thinking I I like Murphy and Alford's size. Not that Marco Wilson is smaller. We I think he's got more athleticism and he can turn his hips on a dime. It's just that I'm curious to see how they're going to use him because we definitely know he's playing. Well, you know, what would really help that cornerback room, regardless of who's on the outside or the inside, it's that front seven. Oh, yeah. It's a healthy Chandler Jones. It's a healthy Jordan Phillips. It's having J.J. Watt on the football field. If you can get consistent pressure on the quarterback, not necessarily the sacks, but get them off their spot, get them frustrated in the pocket, they don't have enough time to throw, meaning your cornerbacks, your young cornerbacks, inexperienced cornerbacks, don't have a long time to cover a receiver. And that's one thing I like about Vance Joseph. He's a, he's one of the most aggressive coordinators in football. The Cardinals led last year or their top one or two when it came to bringing the blitz, meaning more players than you can block. So I like that. And I, if I'm going to have a secondary still trying to find their way around, I'd rather have that front seven because – if you get pressure, then those guys don't have to cover forever. If it was the opposite, they would be wide open. So, yes, I agree with that. And one thing I like about Vance, he's very aggressive. He's not going to sit back and allow you to pick him apart, dink and dunk all the way down the field. He's going to he's going to put pressure to where he hopes you make a mistake. And he's got, talking about Vance Joseph, a week and a half, almost two weeks, to get ready for the Titans in the regular season. A year ago when Chandler Jones was sidelined week five against the Jets, that was a moment's notice. All of a sudden, Dennis Gardak, you're on the football field. Let's see what you can do. That proved to be great for Gardeck and it worked and all of a sudden we saw some innovative packages and ways to get your best rushers on the football field to get after quarterbacks and now maybe we do see something similar from Vance Joseph maybe now he has to adjust and figure out what's the best way to protect his young secondary all right how about this Isaiah Simmons Play Jordan Hicks and Zayvon Collins. I think both you and I and Kyle Vandenbosch are in agreement. Where you think we're going to see Hicks a lot in the first couple of weeks just to kind of help out the young fella. All of a sudden, Isaiah Simmons can cover in the slot. He's, and he's also going to drive the assignment on the tight end. So um, he's kind of like when we talk about the running game, you know, and then you throw in Kyler Murray. I know that's not ideal, but you've got you to put your best 11 players on the field. So – I wouldn't rule out where he could be in the slot, and then you, all of a sudden you don't have to have, you know, six corners on the on. You know, I guess what I'm getting is maybe you look at your top four corners now, and you feel like you're more comfortable than you were today. The X factor in all of this would be Isaiah Simmons because a year ago we had that conversation as far as Simmons playing some safety because of the depth and the question there at the safety position. It's a good point, MJ. Now all of a sudden we're looking at the cornerback position and let's not forget Isaiah Simmons because he has that ability to cover. He has the ability to rush and we saw during training camp during the open portion of practice he was in there working with cornerbacks. He was in there working with outside linebackers. His ability to play multiple positions on the football field starting though from the inside linebacker spot and then you factor in how well Jordan 
Jordan Hicks has looked and how much of a help he can be to Zayvon Collins. Maybe, maybe a lot of this is just, hey, we just have to move some pieces around, and then all of a sudden we are still with a seven-man front, but your two inside linebackers are Collins and Hicks. Was Isaiah Simmons kind of roaming around? Maybe he's the third cornerback. Maybe he's the third safety, depending on what the opponent tries to do. So I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, it's it, it, it was something that we brought up a lot last season about Simmons, and now week one, maybe we're doing it again. And it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, we know that they lost their top tight end in Smith, but they, that offense, now they do have a new play caller, and one thing about Arthur Smith, he really created space for his, his skill position players. So uh, there could be a time he has to cover Julio Jones, and he has the athleticism and the speed. Now it's, you know, we know Julio's a very polished route runner, so that could be an issue. But, yeah, I think he he's he's the um, the wild card in here. And, and we, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. We just focus so much on the cornerback, the CB, and that's what the position is. But he is a guy that can play five different positions. And we're not just talking about rushing the passer and covering the tiny. He can play in the slot. Need to see it, but I'll admit something here on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. Earlier in the day on September 1st, I wasn't feeling very good about how things looked at the cornerback position. But Mike Jarecki, that little conversation we had here, I'm, I'm feeling better. I would feel a lot better if I knew what veteran was going to be here just to be on the roster, not just to play, but to be on the roster as some the safety blanket, if you will. But Isaiah Simmons is a good call on your, on your part because I do think we might see him more roaming around, whether covering the tight end, the slot receiver, or even playing maybe some free safety. And what do we talk about when they sign Malcolm Butler? Good against the run. He's not a guy you want to put on a speed guy. So that would have been A.J. Brown. And so that, would, to me, is Murphy or Alford. And then the other one's probably going to take Julio. So, I'm, again, Butler makes his team a lot better just based on his credentials, the way he's able to attack the ball. Um, he's good in run support. He's willing to come up there and make a tackle, which wasn't the same case with Patrick Peterson. So, I, again, I, I don't know anything, but I can't think – I sit here right now and saying they're not going into the season with the current uh, corners on the roster. There's going to be changes between now and Monday. Oh, yeah. I don't think there's any question about that. A veteran corner. Yes. And then it's just a matter of does that veteran corner factor into your rotation or is he just there just in case because you want to be prepared if someone should get dinged or sidelined for an extended period of time. You want to be ready for that. You don't want to have to react to it. You want to be prepared for something like that. Yeah, and you know, Richard Sherman, I, I know he's he does a show with Chris Collinsworth, so he may have a piece of pro football folks. I, I watched him play last year, and his numbers look a lot different. I'm not saying that they're giving favoritism to him. Um, he's up there in age. I thought he struggled. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he can play in man to man. He's more of his own guy. And Trufant, the guys play fifteen games in the last two years. There's a reason why these guys are available. No, that's right. Because you know they're they're looking for the right opportunity, or they're looking for too much money, or they just don't have the skill set anymore. And that has shown up on films across the NFL to where they are still available. There's a reason. Good call on your part again here as we discuss the Arizona Cardinals 2021, the regular season right around the corner. In case you missed any of training camp and the behind the scenes access that the Emmy Award winning Cardinals flight plan gives you fans, I would invite you to go to the 
Cardinals official YouTube channel and check out all five episodes that are uploaded at the moment. The most recent episode, Take the Lead, once again, that dropped August 26, and it does give you a great look at what has happened during training camp and then, of course, the entire offseason going back to free agency and the draft, and hopefully we'll get some more of that behind-the-scenes access leading into Week 1. All right, we talk about the 2021 Arizona Cardinals 53-man roster. It is technically 52 players because that is where they stand after all the moves that they've made. Justin Pugh, Robert Alford don't count when they return. If both come back the same day, then you're going to have to lose or release one player. So as you look at this roster right now, 53 players with three quarterbacks, four running backs, six wide receivers, three tight ends, eight offensive linemen on the defensive side, seven defensive linemen, five outside linebackers, five inside linebackers, four cornerbacks, four safeties, and three special teamers talking about your kicker, punter, and long snapper. What stood out to you? Questions, concerns on where this roster stands as we speak September 1st, knowing that things may or may not change, but probably will. Wesley, I you know I know he had a good camp. I thought maybe more of a practice squad guy, but you know obviously when when you let go of Keyshawn Johnson, he has the size. We talk about you know they got a lot of slot receivers that are not even six feet tall. So I, I say I'm surprised. I thought he was more of a practice squad guy, and we'll see between now and Monday. Um, keeping three quarterbacks on the roster, and you know you did the research earlier, so you can fill us in how many teams are doing. I think it's more prevalent, but. Chris Traveler is not just a quarterback. Can he be a special teams player? And can you dress him just for that? I don't want to see him on offense. Nothing against that. Colt McCoy's the backup quarterback. But are they going to go with three active quarterbacks on game day? Well, here is what Kingsbury had to say with respects to three quarterbacks on the roster. And it was a surprise to me. I didn't anticipate three quarterbacks. Just I think, to me, that's a luxury. But Kingsbury did bring up the idea that Strebler can do a lot of what Kyler Murray does should Murray have to be sidelined. Colt McCoy would be your backup, but then maybe you do see what we saw this past weekend with San Francisco, Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. You're moving guys in and out, and all of a sudden that becomes a package that this team could use for a week or two. He did say talking about Kingsbury, that he did not expect all three quarterbacks to be active on game day, at least early on in the season. So it might be one of those protection plans, if you will, that you sign up for when you get your high-end electronic, where you sign for a year or two or five-year plan that Chris Strebler is that protection plan for Kyler Murray. Not for a Colt McCoy, but for a Kyler Murray. That makes sense. And the fact is that, you know, talking about early in the season, because you need numbers. If a guy's just going to play on special teams and that could be five to eight snaps, you, you need a guy that's going to either play 20 snaps on special teams. So I'm glad that um, he addressed that because I I have a hard time thinking that you go into a game with three quarterbacks. And I went and looked at how many teams across the league are keeping three quarterbacks on the roster. And this research is according to the depth charts posted on ESPN. So and this was early Wednesday morning on September 1st, so maybe things have changed, but I was surprised at the number of teams that are keeping three quarterbacks. Three of the four teams in the NFC West are keeping three quarterbacks. The 49ers have just two. Ten of the 16 NFC teams are keeping three quarterbacks, so more than half. 
Six of the 16 AFC teams are keeping three quarterbacks. And I think a lot of it is because of COVID-19. If someone should test positive on a Saturday or even on game day that morning, all of a sudden now you make your third quarterback active and he becomes your backup. You do have the ability to you know, change your mind during the course of the season. And if there was someone else that you really wanted to keep and didn't want to expose to the waiver wire, I think that's where a lot of teams say, well, we don't need three quarterbacks. You can just get away with two. So it is something that every team looks at differently. I would say what you're looking, you're talking about, uh, let's see more than half, almost two thirds of the league is keeping three quarterbacks. And it, it is something that it's each individual team has to make that decision. And you're erring on the side of caution with the most important position on the football field. Yeah. I, I'd be curious in week one, how many teams only dress two quarterbacks? I gotta think. I would think everybody. Thank you. Yes, I, I mean, up, you know, you get to get you get that ninety day, ninety minutes where you have to release your inactives, and if something should happen during pregame warmups, then maybe you have a third quarterback for an emergency. For an emergency, but yeah, I don't, I don't see the Cardinals. Although it would be interesting if you're talking, you know, week five, week six, and all three quarterbacks are active. Then, one, that tells me two things. One, Chris Streveler has become more proficient in doing more on special teams. Or, for that week's opponent, you have a package that you want to either have out there to show for later in the season or just to give the idea out there that perhaps you might see Streveler on the offensive side. Yeah, and I wish Streveler had a preseason last year, just like a lot of other guys, including Isaiah Simmons and you know some of the other draft class. But I, I think he's shown improvement uh, when it comes to passing. And, and again, um, that wasn't a good look. Um, they put He was in a bad spot. Uh, unfortunately, he just... It didn't work out, but I, I think he's improved, and I, and I like the way he approaches the game. He works hard in practice, so um, maybe down the road for a future. But I, I, I agree with you. If there is a package, um, no disrespect, but let him take those hits instead of Kyler Murray. True. If you're going to sneak it or have some more design runs, especially up the middle, and if you missed it, Bird Gang, earlier in the week, Kingsbury did acknowledge that Chris Strebler was going to start and play the entire game against the New Orleans Saints. Colt McCoy was going to dress and only participate in an emergency, but Chris Strebler was going to get four quarters of action and prepped that way. Remember, week 17 against the Rams, he was thrown into the fire and was unsuccessful. It would have been nice to see him go in, knowing he's the starter, with four quarters and then be able to show everything that he has worked on because I did think he stood in the pocket a lot better, mm-hmm. a lot longer in the two preseason games that we saw him in action. Yeah, like I said, I, I definitely think he's improved and you know he's likely going to run the scout team and the Cardinals are going to face some mobile quarterbacks this year, so he'll, he'll definitely get the, uh, the defense prepared for that. Uh, again, he's not just a quarterback. I think he's a football player. Moving on to some of the other players specifically and the big question about offensively, how many wide receivers, and if it is six, Keyshawn Johnson gets released, and I think that was a signal that Andy Isabella had made the team. But in hearing from Isabella on Wednesday, didn't sound like he was too worried ever, even when he was sidelined for COVID-19 twice during training camp, that his roster spot was ever in danger. And to me, 
Uh, you know, you know, maybe he knows more, and obviously he does. But I certainly would be worried as far as about my position on a team if I'm missing that much time. And he did acknowledge that he has work to do to get his spot back within the depth chart in that wide receivers room. But he sounded very confident that he was always going to be on the football team this season. Yeah, if if the the results were different in training camp, he was catching everything. Yeah, I mean, he looks more comfortable, and again, he's got to prove it on game day. You know, we've talked about, you know, he's he's more comfortable and confident. I think what's helped is a new wide receivers coach and Sean Jefferson. He must he must believe in him. Otherwise, you know, when, when you're going th- across the the table and you know each position coach gives an input, they must have felt that he's got more upside, as you pointed out, than Keyshawn Johnson and uh, Antoine Wesley, right? So. Uh, again, I, I don't. I think they're only going to address five on game day, uh, and that, now all of a sudden, who's that fourth and fifth? I think it's either Christian Kirk, which you know he plays on teams, and Andy Isabella. I mean, right now Rondell Moore is going to be your putt and kick returner. So, how do, is Isabella? Is he on any kind of uh, coverage teams where he can dress? Um, but I, I, I think on paper right now, Andy Isabella is probably the fifth receiver. But according to the Carvels, he may be their sixth receiver. And it just depends probably each and every week and how you figure out you might be able to match up against an opponent. Do you want the speed of an Andy Isabella to complement Rondell Moore? Or are you looking for a little bit more heights with an Antoine Wesley who's six foot four and all of a sudden maybe can do a little bit more as far as winning those one on one matchups or those jump balls and out jump a smaller cornerback? And then I don't know how much Wesley plays on teams. And if Isabella's not returning kicks, you know, what area of the special teams game is he a part of those are all questions that Jeff Rogers can answer and hopefully maybe we get to hear from him at some point either before the start of the regular season or during the regular season well and 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 again uh, Andy Isabella is a second round pick good thing they took Byron Murphy with the 33rd pick you just can't teach his speed and when you watch him practice he can take the top off the defense so again I know people are saying I need to see it I get it Uh, I'm sure he hears it uh, but they're not ready to give up on Andy Isabella. Kingsbury did bring up the fact that both of those players could be on the field at the same time. If you can think of DeAndre Hopkins on one side, A.J. Green on the other side, and then your two slot guys are two players who can go, what, 4-3, four, 4-4 four, four with Ma- Rondell Moore and Andy Isabella, you know, that's that that would be an interesting package to see and how it would work. Well, that tells me they're trying to stretch the ball down the field. Because we know that Andy Isabella has speed, and we know that Rondell Moore has speed. So to me, that's where you, yeah, you can dink and dunk, but now you got options, and everyone's going to run a different route, and somebody's going to somebody will be open to where they have a little bit of separation on the defensive backs. As Kingsbury said, quote, speed like that is rare, end quote, talking about both Isabella and Rondell And that's Moore. the reason why Andy Isabella is on, on this roster, is because they see something, but we need to see it on game day. Yeah, and that's something that we haven't seen uh, certainly a lot of, especially late last season. Anything else as far as when you look at the different position rooms? I know eight offensive linemen sounds low. It is low. You'll get nine when Justin Pugh returns. I do think nine might be the magic number, if you will, as far as offensive linemen and you dress eight on game day I really like the top seven defensive linemen I'm glad Michael Dogby's in that mix we'll see if he's a guy that um you know is active on game day uh, usually you keep seven going into the season you rotate six on game day and I do anticipate the Cardinals will bring back some of the guys that cleared waivers that can create some depth 
on the practice squad. And there was a couple guys in camp, and we'll just have to wait and see when that list comes out. And congratulations to Eno Benjamin as well. Both he and Jonathan Ward make the 53-man roster. They do keep four running backs. Yes, Benjamin was active or on the roster all of last season, but he was inactive on game day. Now we need to see Eno Benjamin be active on game day can he do enough in the special teams game and that might be a week-to-week thing depending on whether you like Jonathan Ward during doing certain things or you know Benjamin doing certain things the thing is you know Benjamin has a different uh, run skill set more like Chase Edmonds so it depends but uh, Jonathan Ward plays on a lot of teams and the question becomes you're going to dress five receivers you're going to dress three tight ends can you afford to dress four running backs or three I would think three would be the magic number and that four would be a lot and I think if it's four then there are some other areas on special teams some other position groups that you know this player does so x y and z you know they're part of all four phases special teams we need a Jonathan Ward to be active but we've got this package for you know Benjamin or we like him in the kick return game Uh, yeah that that's that will be interesting to see yeah because according to Kingsbury early in the season as you pointed out Two quarterbacks, so you're saving a spot there. Um, if you go five wide receivers, you're saving a spot there. And then if you go three running backs, you're saving a spot there. And that can add another guy to the secondary or the or the defense where, hey, we're going against a team that's going to have two tight ends and we're going to bring some other guys up. Um, so I, I like that aspect of it to where you can do different things. And on that defensive side, the – Interesting aspects of what happens with Dennis Gardeck. He is on the 53-man roster. Is he ready to play week one? He continues to look good. Team is going to be cautious. Do you just go with four outside linebackers unless Gardeck build his strength back up to where he is not active on game day? Or maybe he is, but he's just involved in special teams. I go four. And in, I, again, I think the Cardinals... Um, let us everyone know that if he would have started this season, which it wouldn't over the last 24 hours, he would have had to miss the first six games, come back in week seven. Here, I don't think he's going to play. This is just me thinking out loud or connecting it. I don't think he's going to play the first couple of weeks, but we could see him in week three or four, where if you put him on PUP, he wouldn't be able to turn to the week seven. So I think there's a plan for him. I just don't know if it's in the first couple of weeks. One last topic to get in here on Cardinals Cover 2, presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals. First things first, though, need to remind you that Folktales, episode number one, legendary locker, debuts September 8th on the Cardinals' official YouTube channel. We've been talking about this all offseason. It's been a long offseason project where we kind of go behind the scenes, if you will, the story behind the story in episode one deals with Pat Tillman's locker and what our executive producer Jim Omohundro did, among others, to make sure that that locker was preserved and put front and center for everyone to see, especially those players coming in to the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals training facility. Remember, J.J. Watt, when he was toured by owner Michael Bidwell, one of the places that they stopped and J.J. Watt made sure to take a picture was the legendary locker of Pat Tillman. So again, Folktales Episode 1 debuts September 8th. We kind of hinted at this, MJ, but this is quote-unquote the last day of the week. 
coaches and players, well, players specifically. Coaches, I think, will kind of have a mixture, kind of both have some work and some days off. But the players are off now until Labor Day, a bonus day. Then they'll have their traditional Tuesday day off and then Wednesday game week. But a mini bye week ahead of the regular season, every NFL team is dealing with these four days off because without a fourth preseason game, you have this open week, if you will. And how do you handle this if you are a player? Because you're not going to be in the facility. There are no responsibilities. You can show up if you want. Rashard Lawrence mentioned that he would probably be here anyway to work out and stay in shape. But a lot of players will use this time to rest, recharge. What you don't want to see is, in the words of former Cardinals head coach Bruce Arians, don't be the guy. And two, make sure you do something during these four days because Monday's going to come and that's game week. Yeah, I don't want to tell you know grown men what they should do, but I, I wouldn't travel. It's it's just too much out there, and you know I, I know there's private flights. You know, rest your body because you got to go. You the Cardinals bye week somewhere in the middle, correct? It is. Uh, now you've got it's. Oh, it's Thanksgiving week. Thanksgiving. Okay, so, so it's a little bit later this season. So the grind's going to be until you get to the next bye week, and I'm glad the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to give these guys off four days. But I'm not traveling. I'm going to take care of my body, and if you need to come in here and get some treatment or you want to lift some weights, that's what you do. Just don't lay on the couch for four days and all of a sudden wake up on Monday and hit the practice field. Yeah, this is time, as Christian Kirk said, is to rest, recharge, and make sure you're still keeping up with your conditioning. It was interesting to hear DJ Humphreys, one of those veterans, rest and recover, quote, I don't see myself taking this as a Cabo vacation. And I hope that message is delivered to everyone in that locker room. You've got enough vets in there and you have enough rookies to where those vets who understand what four days off mean after training camp before the regular season to point out to these rookies, you know, don't be off celebrating or traveling to what you say you can go home visit some family or whatever but make sure you show up monday ready to go yeah and normally uh, during the season this is probably this is uh pre-covid because nobody can travel last year and nobody was allowed to leave and they were testing every day so they really couldn't go anywhere but there were times you know when you have a bye week eight or nine a handful of guys would go to cabo or vegas or los uh, or los angeles but then they would be back just to kind of you know, recharge your batteries and kind of just step away from football. It's a grind. It's it's more mental than physical at times, depending on your position. So I just got – I know, you know, they're going to send the message, be smart. Um, but you have plenty of time to go hang out with your friends and go on vacation after the Super Bowl. Now, you say all this, and yet, you know, rumor is that you're off on a, a major vacation during these four days off, and we may or may not see you on Labor Day for that first practice. We might not see you until next Tuesday or even next Wednesday. So no, it, it's 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 you know, do as I say, not as I do, right? Is that, that yeah, whatever. But I, I'm just telling you, I, I'm staying in the valley. I may, I may get a staycation for a night, but I'm finding out these uh, resorts want you to stay more <laughs> than one night, so the prices jack up. But otherwise, I'm just going to hang out. I'm looking forward to this season. There's going to be a ton of college football starting on, uh, you know, on Thursday and Friday, and then Saturday, Sunday, and Monday because the NFL is not playing. So last week was week zero. Now it's week one in college football. So I'll be around, and then I'll start scouting some of these players for next year's draft. <laughs> the scouting process begins right now. Well, I was listening to Brandon Beam 
because of this this break, he's going to check out five college football games this weekend. That would be interesting if you talk with uh, Steve Keim or Quentin and just ask, you know, how many games could they hit during these four days in which the players aren't involved? Now, I know you got still got some roster decisions, but there's a lot of activity here before Labor Day. Yeah, and, and now, you know, you got college football. Seems like they play on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So if you go to a certain region now, um, according to Doug Tamaro, the Cardinals will have scout or scouts at the ASU game. And I don't know if people realize Based on the recruiting over the last couple of years, ASU is going to get more players in the NFL in the next couple of years. So when that happens, that's when you get a lot of scouts. They're not coming there for the opponent. No, Southern Utah, especially on Thursday night, yeah, probably not. Although there might be that diamond in the rough. But uh, yeah, to your point, yeah, ASU, the talent is there and perhaps this is the year. For the Arizona State Sun Devils. Of course, we all anticipate that this is the year for the Arizona Cardinals. Week one next week, that first practice on Labor Day, and we will be there and then come back and talk about it right here on Cardinals Cover 2. And on that note, let's put a lid on this edition of Cardinals Cover 2 presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, the first day of September. Yes, that means the regular season is literally right around the corner. We don't have to think about it anymore. It is here, week one, right now against the Tennessee Titans. For our executive producer, special thanks as always, Jim Mahundro. For Mike Jarecki, I'm Craig Riolu. We'll talk to you next time here on Cardinals Cover 2.